Hi, I'm Sarah, and this is my daughter and my co-host, Allegra. You may know my mom from the Mom Hour. On this show, we talk about the books, shows, podcasts, and music that our family enjoys together, plus how we discover great media for kids and how we consume it. We also talk about other fun stuff like board games, tablet games, and movies. Today's episode is all about audiobooks. We're going to share some audiobooks we've been loving lately, and we're also going to talk about getting into audiobook listening if your family doesn't already do that. Come on, Mom. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. It's episode 26, and it is President's Day. Mom, who's your favorite president? Oh, who is my favorite president? You know what? I just read that great book by John Meacham called The Soul of America, and it went over a bunch of... I'm not trying to avoid your question, Allegra, but rather than commit to a single one, um, it went through a bunch of different presidents who were leaders during really tough times. And I think it gave me an appreciation for presidents on both major parties, both sides of the aisle, who just like... hmm weren't afraid to do the hard thing during hard times, even if it wasn't popular. And almost um, they kind of saw that the choices they were making were for the long haul, not for short term political gain. And that is almost something that you can't we can't appreciate that until more time has passed. So um, that is what I'm looking for in a president. How about that? I'm not going to pick a favorite. Do you have a favorite or any presidential thoughts? Um, Obama. Yeah, that's a good one. A good one. Um, so it is President's Day. Many of you listening are probably off of school today. Maybe you're skiing or in the snow. It is sunny here in California. Um, Allegra, we wanted to thank everybody for taking our listener survey, right? Yeah. Thank you. Um, and we'll be closing the survey at the end of February. So um, get it in before then. Yep. It doesn't take very long. It's linked right in the show notes wherever you're listening to this. And we are getting so many good episode ideas from your feedback. So yeah, that's my favorite part. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. So we'll definitely be taking some of those ideas and running with them this year. So today we are talking about audiobooks. And Allegra, I looked back in our archives because we're 26 episodes in now. We have done one episode about audiobooks, but it was a long time ago. And they were specifically for road trips. Um, That was kind of like, the way we framed it, um, which is funny because people, I guess people are doing road trips in COVID. I guess if you're traveling at all, you may be doing a road trip, but a lot, a lot less travel this year than last year. Um, So today we're going to kind of talk generally about how audiobooks fit into our family's routine. And then we'll recommend some that work well for younger listeners and then some that we've been loving lately. So Yeah, it's going to be fun. I also realized that we've been talking about books in general, like uh, books and audiobooks more lately than any other topic. So we'll have to switch gears and do some some episodes about board games or apps or podcasts. I know everybody wants more podcast episodes about podcasts. So I wonder if it's almost like a seasonal thing, a winter thing that we've just been talking a lot more about books and audiobooks lately. It's a cozy, a cozy time of year, but we will touch on those other things in upcoming episodes. Yeah. So one question that I get a lot, maybe not on this podcast, but over on the mom hour is how to get little kids interested in audiobooks. Allegra, I'm curious if you have any memories of listening to audiobooks or stories when you were really little. 
Well, I don't think that audiobooks were as portable as they are now. Like, you couldn't, you didn't just have audiobooks on your cell phone. We had, I think, CDs. Um, but I remember when Violet was little, I remember listening to her listen to, like, um, Disney movies on audiobook. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're right. And it's funny because if you go all the way back to when I was a kid, we had we had books on tape. We had audio stories on cassette tapes. Um, and you're right. I think CDs were still the way you consumed a lot of audiobooks when you were really little, like a preschooler. Mm-hmm. And having things audible was a thing, but we weren't audible subscribers. Um, and the whole streaming from your library, which is what we do now, I, I just don't think either it wasn't a thing yet or it was more complicated or we just weren't doing it yet. So, um, but I guess I have a few tips to get younger kids into listening to audiobooks if that's a goal for you. And Allegra, feel free to jump in on these too because I bet you'll have some good ideas. So, my first tip is to combine listening to an audiobook with some other like busy activity, but like busy but stationary. So, like, Play-Doh or building with Lego or coloring. Um, We've had a lot of COVID days where you guys sit around and do art and listen to Mm -hmm. an audiobook or make a beaded necklace or something. So I think for younger kids, especially, they may need something to do with their hands. And that's especially if you're not driving in a car. Obviously, audiobooks are great for the car, too. But if you're at home, um, kind of pairing it with another activity, I think, lengthens the amount of time that little kids will sit and listen. Yeah, that's a great idea. Another tip is, and I kind of stumbled on this accidentally, but choosing audiobooks that are books kids have already read. So maybe they, maybe it's a favorite picture book that they've read in book form or have had read aloud to them. Or maybe it's an audiobook version of something they've seen the movie of. Something where they're familiar with the story and plot. I think with preschoolers especially, it's a lot easier to follow along narratively with a story if they have some familiarity. And I think as adults, we always think novelty is better. Like, oh, let's let's put on this audiobook that you've never heard before. It'll be so exciting. Whereas I actually think with preschoolers, familiarity makes them more likely to listen. And so when Violet was a preschooler, she got into listening to on Spotify, I'll link this up in the show notes, but on Spotify you can find playlists of Disney movies basically in audio form. Like the animated ones, like Lion King and uh Aladdin. Yeah. And um, some are short, like 20 minutes, and some are long, like an hour. And they have a lot of the same voices and background music and stuff as the animated Disney feature-length films. So for her, it it was just like an audio version of a story she was already familiar with. And that hooked her. Um, and I would say the same thing with books, putting on, finding an audiobook version of a book the child has already read um, might grab their attention in a way that a new story might not. It's, it's different. Kids who are used to seeing things on a screen, it's different to, to not have any visual stimulus. So that's, that has worked well for us. Yeah. Um, so the Spotify stories, they're kind of as if like um, you're listening to the movie. But if it's a part where you would only be able to see it, then there's a narrator who explains what's happening. Right. But then there's also audio clips of the characters talking and like you can hear their voices. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to describe it. And they have them for newer animated Disney movies and then also for really old ones, too. So 
Um, I will link that up in the show notes and other Spotify users have gone to the trouble of making playlists, which is awesome. Um, and so you can just cycle through a whole playlist. And that was really Violet's entry into audiobooks, which they aren't really audiobooks, they're sort of audio versions of movies. Um, I would, another tip is just to start with shorter stories, um, you know, a, a full length novel like a Charlotte's Web or something depending on how long you're going to listen at once, it just might, you might not get the momentum going with a younger kid. Um, but if you're listened, lis- listening to something that can be broken up into shorter stories, um, you might have more, more success. And if, and if kids are playing with Lego and listening and they want more and more and more, then you know, you're ready for something longer. But I think starting shorter, starting shorter works really well. And, and the Libby app, which is most people's library, digital library that goes with your public library card. Um, they'll have audiobook versions of picture books, you know, like the Mo Willems or the fancy Nancy or something. And, and some of them are two or three minutes long. So if you have a short car ride or, you know, while you're doing a kid's hair or some other activity, um, just starting really short can at least get them used to the whole idea of listening to an audiobook. Yeah. Okay. And then last tip from my end, from the parenting side, um, if you're listening with your kids and we do this in the car a lot um, with Violet being the youngest, especially um, you can hit pause often and kind of check in with your kids and see if they're following. Um, As you get into more advanced stories, it's actually, it's great for kids to be listening to something that's a little above their um, above their cognitive level because they're learning new vocabulary and it's great to expose them to language that's a little above where they are. But you may need to pause and be like, hey, do you, you know, do you know what that word means? Or can you picture what's happening in this scene? And when you read aloud from chapter books, um, that's kind of what the experts tell you to do anyway, is pause and talk about the story. So you can do the same with audiobooks, especially if it's a longer one. Um, and then you'll kind of get a sense for whether whether kids are, are following along or whether they've totally zoned out. And then, you know, just keep trying like anything. Um, audiobooks might not stick. Some kids might not be into them at all. And other kids might take a while. So I would just say, keep, keep offering and keep trying with all of those tips. Yeah. Um, I know we have younger listeners. So what would you recommend for, um, people listening who have younger kids? Yeah. In terms of actual titles, I just, I just thought of a couple. Um, I mentioned before that we use the Libby app, which is tied to our library card. And when you open that up and start to search, um, you might see familiar picture books that you already have on your bookshelves at home. Um, Violet always loved Fancy Nancy and Pinkalicious. Um, there might be Berenstein Bears or things that are really familiar. Um, and I would start with those start with picture books. And again, it's from the library, so it's free. There's no harm in trying. Violet always loved the frog and toad stories by Arnold Lobel. And I'm, I'm pretty sure he reads them. It's kind of an older, like it, they're definitely older production value. Um, but those are nice because it's a lot of short stories in one book. So you can let it play and it'll play for an hour, but each story is relatively short. I would just say, just, just try whatever the kid is into already. Um, and try the audiobook version. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have talked enough here. I wanted to kind of give that context for our listeners who have younger kids. But Allegra, I know you are eager to talk about, we have been listening to audiobooks a lot this the last few months. Um, can you just talk about when and where we listen to audiobooks right now in our family? So 
in the car, um, mostly on the way to school. Me and Violet go to school at the same time, so I dropped off and then she gets dropped off at separate schools. So we listen to an audiobook together and then we switch over to her audiobook once I get out at school. So we're listening to a lot in the car on the way to school. And then also we do a lot of like art and audiobooks just at home and we can do that for like three hours. Yeah, that is true. Um, And then both Reed and Violet also listen to audiobooks before they fall asleep at night, which is like another thing. That's almost like a like a comfort ritual, I would say. They're usually listening to one they've listened to a million times more as background rather than something new. But yeah, we've got a lot, a lot going. So should we um, talk about some titles specifically that we have enjoyed recently? Yeah. Um, so for a while, we were listening to Little House on the Prairie. Violet didn't like it. So we had to stop, but I really, I really liked it. And I wish we didn't have to stop. Yeah. Yeah. It is just like choosing a movie or a TV show. There are many opinions about, you know, who's, who's really into it. It's funny. I don't think she hated it because she, she listened to it for a long time. I think she got bored after a while. The little house series is read by Cherry Jones. Who's an actress. I do not. How do you feel about the narration? Um, I more like, I like the story. So it's not super. Yeah, I, I'm neutral on her narration. The thing with older audiobooks, it's much more common now to have a really dramatic and dynamic narrator. And I think, you know, 25 years ago, you just got somebody with a good voice to kind of read it. And I, I think the, the narrator in the Little House books is fine, but not amazing. But the stories are so good. So what did we listen to? We listened to Long Winter. We thought that would be funny because we were in covid winter yeah um and then we were in the middle of little town on the prairie and then we stopped yeah but you and i kept listening didn't we we had time together no yeah i think we listened once other than in the car with violet okay so all right so we had to kind of jump ship on that one to appease violet and what else have we been listening to um, so after we stopped on Little House, we got into The Tale of Despero by Kate DiCamillo. Camillo. Yeah, um, that the narration on that one was amazing. Yeah, really, really good. Like good voices, good accents, funny, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the book version of The Tale of Despero, the author talks to the reader a lot. So they're like, reader, um, this is what happened. and. So in the audiobook, since nobody's actually reading it, um, they say, listener, here's what happened. Yeah. And it's real. It's he's it's it's a he right now. I'm yeah. blanking out. Yeah. Yeah. He's really, really good. And I it had been a long time since I read that book aloud. So I had kind of forgotten parts of the story. So highly recommend that audiobook version. And again, we had read the book. So and seen the movie. So we were familiar, but um, really enjoyable. What else? Um. So Reed and Violet have been listening to the series of unfortunate events, which I do not like. Not not only does Allegra not care for the series of unfortunate events, she all out boycotts it. Um, this is a very popular book series. And you had read the first one, right? You'd read some of them. Yeah, just the first one. They're they're intentionally dark and creepy. And and I would say the audiobook makes it even a little more creepy and you're just out right you're just like nope. yeah I don't like anything ever creepy um Violet loves it and 
I have to, I'm coming around actually. Now I'm kind of into it enough that I see the dark humor. Like we do kind of laugh and um, the writing is really good. The vocabulary is so good. The narration is great. Um, but yeah, it's not, it, it, you really have to understand dark humor because the story is very like sad and upsetting. It's very, it's kind of strange actually. And that led Reed and Violet to watch the Netflix series. I think they just started that last night. So that was series of unfortunate events by Lemony Snicket. And, um, the, yeah, I I'm, I'm impressed by the audiobook version, even though Allegra says two thumbs down. So what else? Um, Reed and Violet have also been into Guinea dog. Um, I kind of have like overheard it. It's about a, guinea pig who thinks it's a dog and a kid who doesn't want a guinea pig but his mom got him one instead of a dog and then there's like multiple books where they like keep getting more guinea pigs that think they're other animals <laughs> it's it's very odd but Reed and Violet really like it so. okay yeah that's guinea dog um but you and Violet did find a series that you do like together recently and we sh- this should keep us busy for a long time right yeah, it's called The Land of Stories. I have already read the book version. Um, I think that a friend from Orange County recommended it to me. And so it was really good. Um, and I couldn't remember if I'd read it. But as soon as I started listening, I knew that I had read it before. Now, aren't there a whole bunch? Yeah, and I think I started the second one but couldn't get into it. Or maybe I got into another book or something, but... Yeah, there are a bunch of them. Yeah. So if if you guys continue to like that, then that will keep us busy for many school rides. So that's Chris Colfer wrote The Land of Stories. And I, I have never read the books, but I remember them being really popular in the school library. And um, we're not crazy about the narration on the audiobook. No, like we heard the beginning of it and it was like, hello, da, 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 da. <laughs> it was like they were trying to make it boring. Yeah, it's it, it's strange just because, like I said, the more recent audiobooks usually have really good narration and this one is quite mediocre, but the story's good. So, yeah, everybody's into that one. Um, and then in our previous episodes about audiobooks, we have mentioned the Gordon Corman novels. He wrote Restart and Unteachables and Super Gifted and Ungifted. So all those Gordon Corman audiobooks are a little bit geared toward, I would say, upper elementary and middle school. The characters are in middle school, junior high. But all three of you guys have loved those. And then Andrew Clements, who wrote Frindle and Lunch Money, um, his audiobooks have been a hit. And then, of course, the Harry Potter audiobooks are kind of on in the background of our lives at all times. Um, so, yeah. So that's a few recommendations from us, all of which we're checking out from our local library digitally through the Libby app. Um, And then we will occasionally use Audible credits if we know it's something we're going to listen to again and again. Yeah. So um, at the end of each of our episodes, we do what we're reading and what you're reading. So what are you reading, Mom? Well, I am reading All Creatures Great and Small by James Harriet, which I talked a little bit about last episode, but I hadn't started it. And it is even more delightful than I thought it was going to be. It's very, very funny. Um, I knew what it was about, and I knew James Harriet, you know, had these very famous memoirs about being a vet. 
in England in the 1930s and I'd read the children's version, but I wasn't anticipating how funny his writing is. And um, I think my one of my favorite types of humor is just observational humor about normal people living normal lives. And so that is totally his style. It's his the chapters are very short and they're stories about being a vet in England, in rural England in the 1930s. But his observations about people, the farmers and the townspeople and the other vets he works with are just hilarious. So it's a long book. I'm still working through. It's like 500 pages and there are a whole bunch of them. I don't think I plan to read the rest. I think after after I read this one, I will have gotten the gist and then I'm looking forward to watching the PBS series. So that is All Creatures Great and Small by James Harriet. And what are you reading? Um, I am reading... Between Shades of Grey. I just finished it last night. Read it in two days. Oh, I didn't know you finished. Yeah. Um, it is about... It's, it takes place in World War II. It has fictional characters, but tells the story of something that really happened. Um, and it's about um, how the Russians were deporting everybody who was basically like smart or learned in their country. During World War II under Joseph Stalin, mm-hmm. um, they, like, everybody. Well, and this tells the story of, like, a 16-year-old girl who gets deported to a labor camp in Siberia. Yeah, that does sound really good. And I found that for you browsing, again, browsing the library app. We talked in our last episode how Allegra's reading mostly on a Kindle these days. So I, I search up things in the library app and send them to her Kindle and see, see if they stick. And that was a good one. Yeah. I think the other one you sent over is a tree grows in Brooklyn, which if I start reading, I'll talk about more. During yeah. The I forgot that later. I sent that to you. That's, that's a classic. Yeah. And I've heard of it before. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about what our listener Jenna who has daughters, Neva and Tessa, they emailed us and talked about what they are reading. Do you want to read uh, Jenna's email, Allegra? Sure. Okay, so Jenna says, Hello from snowy British Columbia, Canada. We started listening to your podcast about a month ago and are loving it. We've been listening on our way to school and are working our way through the older episodes. You inspired us to start doing origami, which is pretty fun. My oldest child is six, and I love hearing about all the interesting books Allegra is reading. We have been reading aloud The Vanderbeekers, on 141st Street by Karina Jan Glasser. It's a lively story about a family of five kids in New York City. Neva, who is six and in grade one, likes it because the book counts down the days before Christmas, although it's not really a Christmas story. Side note, there's a character in the book named Allegra. Oh, fun. Tessa, who is three, is really enjoying Don't Let the Pigeons Stay Up Late by Mo Willems. The entire series of pigeon books are really fun for preschoolers. I am reading The Invincible Life of Addie LaRue by W.E. Schwab, a beautiful and sad story about a woman with an immortal lifespan who is cursed to be forgotten by everyone she meets. Thanks Mm. for creating this fun podcast. We are looking forward to the next episode. Jenna, Neva, and Tessa. I love that email. Um, that book sounds really good. The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, uh, that Jenna, the mom is reading it. That reminds me of something you would like Allegra because it's yeah. like, like the premise of one fantastical element in an otherwise 
normal yeah. story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have heard of the Vanderbeekers of 141st Street, but not read it. And there's a character named Allegra. I didn't know that. So we'll have to look into that. Um, thank you, Jenna and Neva and Tessa for listening and for writing. And as always, every time you write to us and we read your emails on the show, we'll then put those links in the show notes so everybody else can check out the books that you have recommended. Yeah. So don't forget our survey ends at the end of this month. So don't forget to fill that out. It's super quick and easy and we love to hear from you. Yes. Thanks to everybody who's filled out the survey and we will look for some more before we close it down at the end of February. Somebody suggested that we talk about the survey results in an episode and I think that would be fun. So um, we will take that into consideration and we'll be back in two weeks with another new episode. Allegra, this was fun. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Kid Literate is a production of Life Listened. Our sound engineer is Brian Thomas from Yokai Audio. You can find links to everything we mentioned at kidliteratepodcast.com and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you listen. Thanks. Thanks.